Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another 100 meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Leading Edge Cricket Podcast. Today, Rich and Rob, we are breaking down the fourth and fifth T20 international between the West Indies and England. And what was actually an exceptional series and gave us some serious respite after a difficult Ashes campaign <laughs> down under, Rich. How are you feeling? Like every time we've kind of gone through this, this winter time, it's like Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. Winter has been mm. here for England and it's been pretty ropey. You know, the, the, the yeah. Night King came in and we lost 4 0 in Australia. And every time I asked you, how are you feeling? It was never good. We finished it was the West never good. tour. How are you feeling? Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, come on, not too bad. We're looking forward towards some more test cricket, aren't we? There's lots of news going to be coming out there soon, you would hope, with England. There might be a few changes towards the test setup. So it's, I, I tend to see these things with optimism. Um, so, yeah, the gales have been blowing. Maybe the winds have changed direction and all that nonsense we can read into it um, in England. This series was all right. It, was, it wasn't bad. It's good cricket. I think that's yeah. the thing. When it's good cricket, you can enjoy it. England have been okay. Way more questions than answers for me for this T20 setup at the moment. Don't know where it's all come from, but it suddenly seems the foundations aren't quite there. Yes, we've been without some key players, haven't we? But no one's really grabbed hold of things, have they? Well, maybe one or two players have, actually. Somebody that... Uh, one player that a few players people were writing off, let's say he's 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 done pretty well. But uh, 
overall, it's it, I'm all right. I'm all right. I've got yeah, my you're... coffee. I've had my porridge. It's nice and cold here in the morning, as usual. Cricket's there to warm us up. Oh, that, that's, a, that's a nice way to finish it. Yeah, cricket's there to warm us up. And uh, yeah, it's, it definitely <laughs> did some of that. So England came in, 2-1 down to the West Indies, four mm. back triumphantly to make it two apiece mm. in, in the fourth one day, mate. Some real good Convincing. points around mm. this because we, we sat there mm. and we were looking through Twitter, we were scrolling through and there was a lot of, it's not hate, but there's a lot of, the time is up, the time is now, John Cena, Moe Nelly, you, you're going to be struggling for a place in this teammate with recent performances. Rich, he's yeah. put in two man-of-the-match performances with his 63 off 28 balls here to go with his performance in the second T20, both of which England won and both in which he was the best player on the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. And, and not forgetting in his fourth, the fourth T20 that we won and he got man of the match, two for 28 as well. Fantastic Useful. bowling figures with the new ball, if you want to call it that. Look, we said at the time, after the third game, Moeen Ali was man of the match in the second game. I don't understand why people are calling for his head. I don't understand it. It just yeah. didn't make any sense. It's been really good to see him get that responsibility uh, with the team, get the captaincy with Owen Morgan. I, I suggested it might be an idea to rest Morgan. Look, I haven't got any control. I didn't do some like magic. I got a little voodoo doll of Owen Morgan. I didn't, didn't make him his hamstring go snap or whatever it was. Moeen Ali, it's been a good opportunity and he's, he's stepped up and he's taken it like he generally always does. He played fantastically well. A 225 strike rate, 63 off 28 deliveries. That's going some, isn't it? He was, he was striking the ball as clean as I've seen anybody. It just yep. looked like he was playing golf almost. And it was the ball actually on the ground before he hit it, just, just sat still. Because he was just hitting it so cleanly, it was unreal. So, yeah, let's let's just call the Jets on the old Moen Alley uh, out of the T20 team. There's a few other people I think we can start looking at before we look at, uh, at that uh, lovely young man. Yeah, no, he was he was superb, mate. Seven sixes in that innings as well, and only one four. So yeah, teeing off good and proper on the 18th, mm. Moen Alley. Jason Roy, he's he's been an interesting one this series. He he keeps yeah. looking to try and get going and looks ultimately very disappointed and angry when he gets out, almost <laughs> like he's surprised to. But here, 52 off 42 balls, just what the doctor mm. ordered from, you know, England's premier T20 opener along with Joss Butler. Yeah, do you, do you know what I found really funny with Jason Roy is after he got one out of the screws, probably the first six he hit, I might be wrong, it might be the second or whatever, he hit three in this one and he's 52. He looked angry. It, it was almost like that look of, about time. Yeah. Why haven't you gone off my back like this before? He, he just looked dead and niggled um, after smashing one into the stand. So, oh, no, it was on the roof, wasn't it? Yeah. It was the one that went on the roof and he still didn't look happy. It was good to see him looking like his old self, though. You know, quite a fluid innings. Not quite at the pace you'd expect of him. But, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're arguing over, over minor, minor things there. We're splitting airs there. Um, so it is good to see him going again. It's going to be a process, isn't it? You've got to, you know, these games come thick and fast. If you miss a couple of games, you know, miss out on a couple of games with form, it's going to take a while, isn't it? So, yeah. pleased to see him. But question marks after him, though, I think. <laughs> I, I think that's fair enough. And um, James Vince, 34 off 26, Rich. Played yeah. some beautiful cover drives. Um, yep. do, oh, you, you said there's more <laughs> questions than answers, right? James mm. Vince. Are there more questions than answers or do you have some answers to the questions? I don't have any answers to the questions and, and I'm not <laughs> going to go full on because he actually he finished this series well, didn't he? Relatively he did. well, 34 in this one and he got himself a half century in the fifth and final game. You know, you, you see a player do that, you can't really be too, too critical of the guy. 
he's done all right. He's played all right. But I just, I don't see it personally as a T20 nailed on. He's in my top five mm. uh, batters in English cricket. If we're going to go somewhere, I just don't think somebody like him is going to be the way forward. I'm still very frustrated and, and confused and all those sort of emotions at why Phil Salt is so far down the order. He's not performed like he should be higher up the order. Yeah. Um, you know, let's get that out of the way in the last two games, but that's not where he should be batting. I don't think Phil Salt's ever batted down there in, in you know, in T20 cricket. Um, certainly not. Certainly not in the last few years. It's, it's quite hard to perform. Great. He got out on the 19th point third ball. So there's four balls mm. left in the innings and he got out for a golden duck trying to smack it for six. It's kind of like a, you're, so you're, you're up the do? creek with no paddle, so you're just trying to hit your way out of it. Did he shout charge? That's what I want possibly, to know. Possibly. Because if he should, with a bloke like that, who should be coming at the top of the order, if he comes in with three balls to go, four balls to go, he should be running down the track shouting charge as soon as he gets into bat. Club cricket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, people like Phil Salt, you've got Liam Livingston, uh, you've got others that can bat higher up the order. You've got obviously players like Butler and uh, Bairstow, who are also pretty good at the top of the order, aren't they? Mm. Um, can we say Alex Hales? No, we can't say Alex Hales, can we? Sorry, Owen. No, no, even though he's just scored an 80 odd in the PSL and done well in the big bash, still, he's, he's, he's not part Go of on. the conversation, Rich. No, no, he's not. Good job, eh? <laughs> Who would want to play that talented? <laughs> we, that's, that's the thing, though, right? James Vince, we're talking about James Vince. Is he the right guy to bat a three in this team? James Vince is an excellent T20 blast player. He's an excellent yep. big bash player. Yes. Is he the best number three in this England team? Probably no. not. No. And that's the, big, that's the biggest point, really, for me and James Vince, is I don't want him at three. My ethos, my mentality, whatever you want to call it, my top three are all goers. And not yeah. in that sense of the word, Rob. But they're all proper goers. Um, it's a blue. Yeah, exactly. I want to see him properly going at it. In that top three, this is going in a weird direction. But you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, Akil Hussain, I want to pick him out and sing, signal him out because what a series this man has put together. It's every single time he takes the pitch, every single time he gets the ball in his hand, he's going and making things happen. One mm -hmm. for 16, one for 15, one for 36, one for 23, four for 30 in the series, as well as that 44 not out of about three balls, mate. Talk about <laughs> rising stock in the game. This guy is going through the roof. Yeah, eight wickets in the series, only beaten by one other man. And he's out bowled Adil Rashid, hasn't he, in the wickets column? One more than Adil Rashid. So let's put that in context. Good player, really good player. We didn't know a heck of a lot about him, did we, until we started watching qualifiers and World Cup. Uh, T20 World Cup recently, he impressed us straight away in that competition. And West Indies didn't have the best of times, did they? But he really did impress. Um, there's not much more to say to him. That, I mean, the fact that he came in and smashed it around as well, it shows us the cricketer there. Just coming back onto James Vince, don't want to redirect it back to James Vince, but in this fourth game, Hussain did get the wicket of Vince, didn't it? And it was yep. one of the softer dismissals I've seen. Um, really wide, really short, and he's just flicked it, hasn't he? He's, he's tried to smack the lever off it. And again, I've, I've used the term club cricket already, and it looked like a club cricket dismissal. Yeah. It looked like a bloke that comes in that can't really bat, borrowed someone's bat, borrowed <laughs> someone's gloves. You know, he's got his black socks on, and he's just come in and had a good swing at it, just try, you know, nearly swung himself off his feet, and he's just got nothing on it, and it's gone about five yards to the bloke at uh, Slip Gully uh, around that area. So I was really disappointed with that dismissal. But Hussain, yeah, you can't really say much more about him. I think he's had a fantastic series. 
He's a name to watch. He's another up-and-coming player, which is exactly what West Indies needed out of this series. A win, a you know, 3-2 series win, fantastic. But they needed to see that they had half a dozen players that they can start rebuilding with. Mm. They, they definitely have, with the fitness issues going on with players like Hetmeyer yeah. out of the squad. Um, they've put themselves in a pretty good position. I think India are the next team up for the West Indies mm. and they've gone with a very, very similar squad. They've already named it. That's how confident they are in, in yeah. the group of players that they've got going mm. on. Uh, West Indies, 194 to win, Rich. 159 yep. for five. Mm. Didn't they had, they had a strong start, but it felt like control of the game for England was very, very good. We had a really good performance from Chris Jordan here going at 7.5 economy rate. That's a rarity at the moment. Adil Rashid, one for 28, going at sevens. Adil Rashid bowls generally four overs in the middle of the innings from over seven through to over 15 and goes at less than eight economy rate every single time. Best yep. spinner in world cr- uh, cricket, question mark. That I think that's for another day. I think we need to line them all up, get the stats out. But he's up there, isn't he? He's up there. And, and you know, we know how good he is in white ball. We know how good he is in T20 cricket. I mean, he is our main bowler, isn't he? Especially yeah. where there's so much confusion over the seamers. I don't think this is where I'm talking about. There's more questions than answers. We don't have a seamer that's walked into this team and nailed down mm-hmm. and given us any confidence going forward. Love Chris Jordan. I'd have him in the team because he can bat, he's fields, he's just a great guy. But he, he keeps getting cast all over the park. Timmel Mills hasn't really done what we wanted or expected him to do. Uh, Reese Topley's done okay. Um, I think that's, that's a player we can maybe look be a bit more optimistic about. But then you've got, you know, Saki Mahmood. Um, others, they just haven't quite grabbed hold of it. Oh, yeah, it, uh, it's a bit disappointing. But Adil Rashid, really intrigued to hear as well. They're asking the question about uh, Red Bull Test Match Cricket. And he was a bit coy about it. Yeah. So I wonder if that could be, if they can talk him round, if they can get him playing a bit of red ball cricket in the summer, because we can't have him playing test match cricket if he's not playing a bit of red ball somewhere. It's just the way it is. We can't set that precedent and we can't have players coming in that cold. Um, they've got to at least held a red ball in, a, you know, in the middle of a cricket field rather than just a net before yeah. you go and play five days of test. So I'd love to see him come back in because there isn't a clear answer at the moment, is there? Certainly not in this England setup. They don't seem willing to give opportunity uh, to any of these other spinners. So uh, if Adil Rashid wants to play Red Bull, yes. Get it. Yeah, that's that's it, mate. He, 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 it's very strange to have the best spinner in the country, hands down, not playing mm-hmm. test match cricket yeah. for you. Um, it'll be interesting to see where that goes going forward. Mm. Moeen Ali, you mentioned him earlier, 2 for 28, mate. Superb yeah. during Great the power job. play. Um, 12 dot balls, mate. From his, mm. So he's bowled two overs worth of dot balls from his four overs. Reese Topley, who, talking of stock going up and down throughout the series, Reese Topley is probably a guy who's coming with his stock kind of here. And I mm. feel like he's finishing the series a little bit up here. He's given consistent mm. performances throughout the innings, throughout the games. He's been decent at the start of the innings, but towards the end of the innings, I actually think he's been pretty good in the death, which is a problem for English uh, bowlers at the moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it is, we've spoke about Topley, haven't we? At length, really. And it's so, so good to see him back in the setup. He just, he's got all the attributes, hasn't he? If it wasn't for injuries, and that's all we ever seem to talk about when it's, when it's really promising, quick England bowlers. It doesn't matter if you're left arm, right arm, whatever. If you're a promising, quick England bowler, you're going to break down at some point. That's just the look we've had. Timmel Mills was one of the first, wasn't it? Yes. You know, we thought we had an incredible cricketer. He's going to be a test match player. Mate, there was that game against, they played almost within the, the squad, didn't they, England, 
And I just remember him peppering uh, Graham Swan. Yeah. Um, he just looked so exciting. And obviously, Joffre Archer, we're going through the, the, the issues with him at the moment with injuries, which is so disappointing from our perspective. God knows what it's like for, for Joffre at the moment. Topley's another one. So it's so good to see him. And if this is what we get from him, this is all we can get from him. I'm delighted. I'm really chuffed because he's the one that has stepped up in this series, I think, and and looks like he can be a mainstay of this bowling attack. Yeah. How um how important do you feel Liam Livingston is going to be to this England team, given it's a World Cup year? And I don't just mean from his batting and that mm. he can be explosive and one of the, the, the longest hitters in the game, which is going to be great because mm. playing on some of those bigger grounds in, the, uh, in Australia is going to be really critical. But the fact that he's a spinner, he can fill in with a couple of overs a la Glenn Maxwell. Like you might get one, you might get two, you mm. might get lucky, you might get a few wickets. But the fact that he can spin the ball consistently and with accuracy both ways to create mm. danger against right and left hander, how key is that going to be? Oh, it's absolutely key. You know, 100%, isn't it? He's, he's not done well this series. I think he's scored a combined, is about 33 runs in the series. Yeah. Um, so he's not had a good good time of it, but he's, he's quality. Again, question rather than answer. Where do this, does this team want Liam Livingston to perform? What, what position is he? Because he's sort of in and around that Owen Morgan slot, isn't he, again? Yeah. So, you know, assuming Morgan's back in at some point over this, you know, before as we build to the World Cup, where do you want him to bat? There's decisions that have to be made, and I'd, I'd like to see people starting to be slotted into these positions. Um, you know, as, as well as Banton's done in this series, you know, he, he showed that potential. Then he actually did put a great knock in in the third game. But then he's, he sort of dropped off a little bit towards the end again, hasn't he? You know, Phil Salt's not had that opportunity at the top of the order. What do we want him to do with him? He just seems like an afterthought. It's almost they, they talk highly of him in the camp, saying what a great character and all the rest of it is. Mm. But you've not given him an opportunity to perform in the position he should be performing in. Yeah. So what did you want from him? You know, Tom Banton, you know, he's done well, but this is an opportunity over five games to rotate players a little bit and give players opportunity. It's yes. not the most important series in the world. It's the first series we have as we build towards the next World Cup. Now is the time to rotate. You've done it with the bowlers, so why, why couldn't we have done it with the batsmen? I'm, a bit, is I'm it, just a bit confused. With, with the, yeah, bowling is hard yak on the body. We both know that. But it is interesting when overs. we talk rest and rotation. We never given the amount of cricket in the schedule, the amount of pressured cricket that these guys have been playing, IPL, T20 World Cup, Ashes, all the rest of it. I know the Ashes guys aren't here. Why don't the batsmen get the same level of mental rest um, yeah. as the other guys? I sometimes find that quite hard to believe why we just and, expect them to be different. Yeah, and opportunity as well. Bowlers get opportunity. They're rotated in and out, in and out. Mm. Batsmen, it seems like when they get in a series, that's it. They get locked in. We had this over the summer. Um, I think it might have been uh, Garton. You know, he was in one of the squads, wasn't he? Called up and it was like bowling, playing, playing. And I think we were 2-0 up um, in one of the series, whether it's Sri Lanka or was it Pakistan, Sri Lanka, wasn't it? Why, why, why not give him an opportunity? It was the third game. They chose not to play him. It's just, it baffles um, these decisions that they make. They just seem to get locked in on certain players in a series. And don't give others an opportunity. Obviously, this time they have with the ball, but with the bat, they just seem to get just get stuck. Um, and, and my biggest issue, like I say, is the salt um, with Banton at the top. Yeah. You know, would it have been the worst thing in the world the last couple of games to have actually batted salt opener and put, brought Banton down the order? I don't know. You know, I'm just just putting it out there. Just there's there's ways of just monkeying around with the lineup. Vince, would there have been an opportunity to bump Vince down one, bring salt yeah. up maybe? 
I don't know. It just it seems it, it doesn't feel like we've learned a lot from this series. I mean, West Indies, I think they're going away. They're really happy. It's not because of the result. It's because they found cricketers and they found cricketers to play roles in their team. You know, they're delighted that the likes of Jason Holder has just come back and yes. exploded back into scene because yes. he was a little bit out of favour around the World Cup time, wasn't he? Yeah, yep, he um, was. So the fact that he's come back in and done so well is incredible. And we'll get onto that in a sec, won't we, with his performance in the fifth and final game. Um, but the players that they've nailed themselves down, England, it doesn't feel like they have. It, de- it, definitely, it definitely doesn't, mate. Um, when we come up to the fifth game, two apiece, all to play for, really meaningful cricket, but it's an international game, so it, it does mean something. We go with changes again. We, we bring in Saqib Mahmood. He opens the bowling with Reese Topley. Chris Jordan plays again. So we've had a whole plethora of different styles of bowling. We've had a couple of right mm. armers and a left armer. We've had three left arm seamers in the same team. Um, West Indies score 179 for four, 8.95 and over. Just this had a feel to me watching the West Indies bat, how they went about it, how they built and a baseline mm. to be able to go big towards the end. This had the feel like I was watching the T20 World Cup all over again, watching how Pakistan <laughs> played. You know, they, they <laughs> built it on a good, solid foundation because they know they have power towards the end. And with mm. this, they changed the order around a little bit. Romario Shepard came up the order. Mm. Rodman Powell came in at six. And this is kind of your point around Phil Salt. And I don't want to bring it back to England because West Indies have executed it really, really well here. But they're utilising this time before the World Cup to try things out and see who can fulfil what role in the team. Yeah, absolutely. And they're giving players opportunity in different spots, aren't they? Romario Shepard, you know, oh, he's coming in at three. What's going on here? It didn't, didn't seem quite the most sensible thing in the world when you've got Plaran, who's battered well in this series. You've got Powell, who, who failed in the fourth game. But obviously, he did the most incredible thing in the world in the third game. Yeah. So it just seems odd. But again, you know, Robin Powell down at six, he finished well, didn't he? And maybe yeah. they're thinking, actually, we want him... Early enough, but but later, later in the order. So that's that's the role we're starting to identify for him. Um, we've not really spoke about the skipper, Pop, Karen Pollard, but he's had a pretty good series. He's been yeah. nibbling people out left, right, and centre, hasn't he? And he's been solid with the bat. He just he's looked a mature, um, you know, he's, he's captained with intelligence. He's, he's done all the good things that you want as a captain, and he's carrying this younger team. He's lifting this younger team, and it's not just age young, is it? They're an inexperienced. Young, yes. if you like, young yep. in international cricket. So when we say young, we don't always mean they're just, you know, 12-year-old kids running around. They're inexperienced as well at this level. So it's great to see him almost the last of the old guard, isn't it? Maybe maybe apart from Holder, uh, last of the superstars. Yeah, The rest have been pretty much ditched, discarded or fallen by the wayside. But it's really good to see that he's he's took this team through and he'll be, they'll be really pleased, I think, Um and rightly so. Yeah, I, I think so. Well, I'm not going to say 110% that they've put in rich because we know that doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but 100%, they've shown no quit and they've shown real quality at times uh, with ball. I've been really impressed with their bowling attack, actually, but also mm-hmm. with that in this sort of situation. And this capitalised on everything. England are a white ball dynasty at the moment and they perform mm-hmm. well. They're favourites to win competitions, but death bowling is a problem. And West Indies mm. capitalised here. They scored 18 off the 17th over, 15 off the next, 14 off the next, 19 off the final over. And before you know it, they've gone from 113 to four for 179 for four. And it's a completely yeah. different contest when you're trying to defend those numbers. And that, you know, that deserves credit to these West Indies batters 
for going out and doing it. But for English bowlers, it's a little bit of the scratch of the head, Rich. I'm looking at the stats from the last year. So from the 1st of January 2021 to today, England have played 21 games. At the death, a 10.63 economy rate. That is the worst out of the major major, major nations going around. Uh, Strike rate of 12. (laughs) You know, you might look at that and go, oh, it's a wicket every two overs. That's one of the lowest around. We're so good in the middle with Adil Rashid. We're generally pretty good up top. We've got massive flaws going on towards the end of the innings, Rich. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And Chris Jordan, we've touched on him saying what a fantastic cricketer he is. A 10.96 economy rate in 16 games in the last calendar year. That's not very good. Uh, Saqib Mahmood's going at 13s towards the death. Mark Wood at 11. Sam Curran at 10. Chris Wokes at 19. And Garton at 19. There are some smaller stri- uh, economy rates going on in the middle of that. But why, why can we execute so well and then struggle towards the end? Are we just missing length? Are we just missing it out? Or is it look? You know, it depends where they're aiming. I mean, perhaps they are aiming for the middle of the bats. I don't know. Maybe that's exactly what they're trying to bowl. Maybe it's a new tactic. It's a bit like when Harry Gurney started bowling, you know, full tossers um, all over the place as if it was like the, the best idea in the world, which I never quite understood. Um, I, I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on what's going on with it. West Indies have batted very well in those situations, but England seamers in particular haven't gone well. When the yeah. spinners come in, like you say, Rashid, he's going to go for five-ish, five and five, six and over, isn't he? Which is just what you want. Um, Livingston's done pretty well. Moen Ali's done generally well. But in this series, just the seamers in general, doesn't matter when they've been bowling, Zach Mahmood, love him. None, no wickets in three games. Chris Jordan, one wicket in four games. 136 for his, his one wicket. 96 for no, no wickets in three games for Zach Mahmood. George Gardson did that one for 57, one of the worst four over spells for an England bowler in T20 cricket. He's a young player. Hopefully he comes again. I'm sure he will. Uh, Reese Topley, even though we've said Reese Topley's done pretty well in this series, he's gone at seven economy rate, which is pretty good, but he's only got three wickets in his four games, 112 runs. Mm. There's no answers there. There's nobody above that. You look at the wickets for England, Rashid Ali Livingston uh, with uh, with seven, five and four apiece, and then Reese Topley with three. It's The, the seamers have, have not done what they should have done. Yeah. You know, they're good players. They're likable people. I'm sure, you know, we haven't met them, but they seem like a good bunch of people. You want them to do well, all of them. But this is dreadful. This yeah. is absolutely diabolical performance from this team attack in West Indies. Yes, West Indies have played well, they've batted well. But this isn't good enough. And I, I don't know, I'm not just trying to apportion blame. I don't want to say who's to blame. 
Um, you know, but but what have we done? Who's who's organizing these people? Who's telling them? Who's who's creating the plans? Who's the leader of the attack? Who's who's yeah. off the field? Whether it's captain, coaches, or whatever, saying right, this is what we want to do. This is where the strengths are. This is what we need to do at the depth. This is the plan. This is what we need to execute. I'm not seeing any joined up thinking with any of this, and the results are speaking for themselves. That's not bad luck. Those those seamless performance is it? Yeah, that's just it, bad it, it's not. I, th- I think from what I've seen of Chris Jordan, exceptional player, he is missing where he needs to be bowling a lot. And he is bowling a lot of slot deliveries. I don't like the term. It's in the slot. You can make the slot wherever you bloody want. But yeah, he's sure bowling thing. a lot of things where it's neither here nor there. Mm. And batsmen yeah. have got room, they've got space, they've got the right length to be able to put their arms through it. And I'm, I'm yeah. seeing a, a lot of that going on. It doesn't mean everyone's the same. But what I am saying is that we can't win a World Cup in Australia if we're going at... 10, 12, and over in the economy in the last few overs. I mean, here, Chris Jordan went for how many sixes? <laughs> Five sixes. <laughs> um, most of them towards the end of the innings. You can't, you can't just put, give up all that hard work because it changes the complete momentum of the game and mm. puts you on the back foot. I feel West Indies do need a real pat on the back for going, we absorb pressure, we we played the game to our game plan. We knew we have power. We've got power towards the end. Let's have this guy, this guy. Let's have Pollard. Let's have Powell. Mm. Let's have Puran. We want these guys going big towards the end. And they had that. And it worked mm. to a T. And, you know, you've mm. just got to dot your cap a little bit and say, mm. well done, young guys. You've outperformed a very, very good, but not full strength England team. And you were the better team. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and that's the thing we have to keep remembering. This England team is not the full-strength team and it's still performing at a pretty good standard and it's still taking games close. 3-2 defeat is not the end of the world. None of this is the end of the world. So let's, let's don't, don't misinterpret my kind of rantiness for, for, for the, you know, the sky is falling. It's just really disappointing to see how we have not executed as a seam bowling attack when I expect so much more from these players. There's genuine disappointment for the likes of Saki Bermud for me because I want to see him progress. I want to see him starting to move up the pecking order and get himself in all formats uh, of, of England cricket because I really rate the guy. It's great to see Topley back. Jordan, I couldn't, I couldn't like a cricketer more than I like Chris Jordan for England. He's been fa- just fantastic over the years, but he started showing it in the World Cup, didn't he, with, with the, 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 sort of the, the issues with the death bowling. Yeah. And it's, it's still here. And there's some really, really big questions that the England setup needs to start asking themselves before we get too far ahead and, and getting, you know, as, as if we're building towards, towards the World Cup. Um, not every game has to be a World Cup um, dress rehearsal. It's just a game of cricket. You know, we, we don't have to look at everything. As, as like, it's like not every test match is a build-up towards an Ashes. You know, we don't have to always quantify everything like this but they need to start making some decisions with who are going to do some really vital, important roles. We can't rely on Joffre Archer being fit and being available to go, which is what we all want. Um, So we need to start answering some questions, especially with this bowling attack. Batting, it's just more, you know, sort sort it out where where people should be batting. Bowling, it's a much more fundamental question. Uh, But one thing that bowling, somebody that didn't have any problems with bowling, Rob, James We've got Holder. to talk about the big man. We've got to talk about the big man. We've got to talk what about it. What a boy. What yeah. a boy. Love him. Oh, my goodness. There's, there's the, the fourth and final one is my favourite. Uh, but obviously, I've, I've just spoilt it there, haven't I? But four wickets in four balls in the last over. 
It did. I don't think England were going to get it anyway. I think what they need was it fifteen they needed, didn't they? Off, off, uh, uh, off the last. I, I thought they needed oh, no, eighteen off five. Yeah, it was. It was on. I, I thought it, it was, was on, especially while on. Billings was at the crease. I thought yeah, it's a big ass, though, isn't it? Going getting eighteen. It, it it is, mate. So uh, Jordan holds out. But yeah. then the next wicket, the batsman cross and Sam Billings gets out. And that's the moment where mm. I went, killer. Game, game's probably gone here. And it was yeah. a, bit, a little bit like Rabada's hat-trick in, in the World Cup, where this, mm. th- you know, end of the game, three catches, caught on the boundary, good bowling, yeah. real high release point, lots of bounce, people not executing the shots very well. Yeah. Just, just really solid bowling. Rashid goes, and then you're right, Saqib yeah. Mahmood at the end. It doesn't, no one knows that he's bowled. Like, it's kind it's of brilliant. like an inside edge, and the bail just kind of oh, ticks off. You say that, but Jason Holder turned round, hand in the air, a little bit sheer esque. He didn't go running off in front of the end, but <laughs> just hand in the end and just walks away. Yeah. He, he knows. He, that's a wicket. He's heard it. He's heard the drop. It's a wicket. And then a real delayed reaction. Then suddenly the wicket keeper comes running around and everyone's going for it. And Mahmood's just stood there going, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> there's a bail on the floor, isn't there? So I thought that was class. Um, when, with the Rashid wing, wicket, we have to say, first West Indian Jason Holder to take a hat-trick in T20 International. So a huge hat tip to the big guy, Jason Holder. So yeah, Jordan Billings, Rashid Mahmood, four in four, game over. Yeah, great. That's, that's how you bowl at the death. Yeah, 15 wickets <laughs> for Holder, mate, in the series. Superb. Best bowler That's in the series. Outstanding. An average of nine, economy rate of 7.78, a strike rate of seven. All of those things are the best in the series. And it's almost double Hussain's wickets at eight, who uh, is the yeah. second highest wicket taker. So, you know, you talk about England trying to find slots. West Indies, we're trying to find a slot for an opening bowler, someone that can keep it tight, pick up a wicket here and there, can bowl well at the death. Well, Jason Holder's fulfilled all of those. Plus, mm-hmm. he's a very, very good handy batsman to have down the order. Um, as he's shown, he scored a 36 in one of his two innings in the series. So, again, just filling gaps, filling gaps mm-hmm. and starting to feel like a really decent team. Sheldon Cottrell, I thought, was really good throughout this series without much luck, uh, particularly in the power play. I always felt in those first few overs while the ball's swinging, He's probably going to get Jason Roy out. He's probably going to get Jason Roy out because you can see Jason yeah. Roy likes to get his hands out. Ball swinging back in. <laughs> I really fancied it for him. Um, Odin Smith. I'm going I'm to bring him up. He's an interesting character. So he mm. he criticised being dropped and basically said he was being ostracised out of the selection. Gets a game. Rapid. Rapid bowling 145, 146, 147. Huge hustle, mm-hmm. one for 41 in the game. Probably the figures, and this is what happens in T20 cricket. He bowled two or three good overs, but probably one over too many. Uh, mm-hmm. And then one of them gets gets picked up. But the ability to have someone bowling that pace, I thought made a difference. Because when he was bowling, it's like going, when he talks, um, everyone listens. When he's bowling, mm-hmm. batsmen were on edge. A little bit when Mark Wood mm-hmm. was bowling in the ashes. It's yeah. The extra pace and velocity and just, you know, you're going to get one around your ribs or around your neck. Mm. It just, it was, I, to me, you know, 141 doesn't do it justice to the performance that he actually gave. No, no, I didn't pick, I didn't uh, come across his, his comments actually. So that just slipped me by over here. Um, it's strange, isn't it? You can understand people's frustrations because like I said, these aren't young fellas, are they? 
Mm. Um, you know, Odin Smith is, is not a, a 20 year old player. You know, he's 25 move getting on. He's at the point of his career where he wants to be contributing and you yeah. know properly getting his opportunity and taking his opportunity. Whether he has done that, only he can answer that um, over this series. But yeah, when you've got genuine pace, it doesn't matter. Well, I was about to say it doesn't matter what you're doing with it, but yeah, it does. Mitchell Johnson, 2010-11 Ashes. It absolutely <laughs> does matter what's going on with the ball because it could go everywhere. Um, but it's still, you've still got that chance of, of you know, producing something absolutely miraculous, haven't you? If yeah. you're bowling 90 mile an hour plus. Um, and England just don't quite have that. I don't think any England players really can top that at the moment, can they? They might be able to get the odd ball up there, uh, but there's no real consistent pace with the, the Mark Wood, the Joffre Archer. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm struggling to think of anyone else. We, we talk of Stone a lot, don't we? But yeah. until I can see him playing without being wrapped in sticky tape and bandages, then I can't, I can't classify him. And maybe I'm being unfair because Joffrey's injured as well. But Stone's just constantly injured, isn't it? Which is really disappointing for him. But yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. This is what world cricket needs. You need, yeah. you need, you know, you need the guys to put the ball out of the stadium. You need the guys to be able to bowl 90 mile an hour plus. It's exciting. It gets people really up for it. You know, it gets people off the seats, doesn't doesn't it? Sure so does, it's mate. Fun. Unless you're facing it, it's fun. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think I'd fan, uh, fancy it, to be fair. So West Indies wrap it up 3-2. Jason Holder, player of the series, mate. No one can really argue with that. He's, <laughs> he's head and shoulders well, above anyone before he even bowled a ball. But it was, it yeah. was just a world-class performance, really. Yeah, I'm sure somebody will uh, will try and argue that, but uh, because that's just the way the world is, isn't it? So I'm sure I'd like to argue it if I could, but yeah, I can't with this one. No, you can't. Well, so so yeah, well for England, um, it's an interesting one because the tour almost goes on hold for a bit and then we're going to come back mm. in March time and play some test match cricket, which I'm really looking yes. forward to. In fact, you know, uh, when we actually do the preview, I'm going to recap the team that we took there in 2019, mate. And some of the names are going to be a head scratcher because I had a look at them the other day and I was like, what? no way he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, this could be another one of them series, though, uh, when we look ahead. I mean, we obviously have got no idea who the squad's going to be, but there could be some absolute left field picks if there's a, there's a brave England selection panel, which I doubt there will be. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. Um mm. Before we go, Rich, and we, we move on, we've got five good minutes coming up to fin finish off the podcast, which is a, a much-loved okay. segment so far, said no one ever, except me, who really enjoys putting Rich on the spot hey. with, with all these questions. So, Especially uh, when I haven't been paying attention to cricket over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, or as you, much as I should have done, let's put it that way. Busy, you, busy get, you get a list from me that basically goes, <laughs> right, this is what we're covering off. So here we go. Five good minutes. Can we have the theme tune again? Five good minutes. Yeah. Right, is that it? Yep. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Right. Go. Long-term effects of the bubble. Paul Collingwood has said long-term effects of the bubbles is scary. These guys deserve medals, not uh, criticism. Uh, England were sitting ducks in Australia. What are your thoughts? Are, is cricket coming up for a bit of a comeuppance? I think bubbles have been bad. Obviously, people have gone through a hell of a lot worse than professional cricket cricketers living in quite nice hotels. But it's it's still, you know, both things can be true. It's not mutually exclusive. Everyone's been doing it tough to use an Australianism. But bubbles have been incredibly hard as well on players, mental health more than anything else. A lot of time to be thinking about high, you know, in your high pressure cricket environment, isn't it? Top top uh, top level sport. It cannot be easy for them at all. Yeah. We've got to see daylight now. Um, I've been quite a strict COVID person, but these guys, when most of societies they're playing cricket in are, are almost open now. If you look at West Indies, everyone getting absolutely levered on the beach in the stadium. 
you've got to let these players go out and live a little bit now as well, especially if they're fully vaxxed and all the rest of it. Yeah, bubbles, we've got to see the end of the bubble soon, I think, and I completely understand how Colin Wood's saying. But that doesn't mean you can't criticise players' performances occasionally, but you've just got to put it with an asterisk and a bit of context as well. Context. Context is always key. Um, not touching on the whole squad, but Simon Harmer recalled into the South African team, Rich. 303 wickets in first-class cricket. Uh, tried to become, have England hopes, but then Brexit happened and now he's back in the South African team. What are your thoughts? Honestly, what are my thoughts? Anyone that voted for Brexit, it's your fault. We could have had an absolute <laughs> leading... He was nearly qualified for England, you idiots. So, you absolute idiots. We can't go and live and work easily in Europe anymore. There's no benefit whatsoever. I'm sorry if that upsets anybody. But we could also, as a cricket and fans, we could have had Simon Harmer just about ready to be the English spinner. That would have solved our problems. It would have solved our Brexit. problems for probably many a year. <laughs> um, England and Australia have played an absolute cl uh, classic in the women's game. England yes. chasing 257 and 245 for nine off 48 overs. How good is this game of cricket with every, every result on the table going into the final over? And why aren't there any more women's tests planned at the moment? <laughs> Test cricket's amazing. Test cricket's great. Honestly, it's it's so good. Anyone that doesn't understand or doesn't quite appreciate or doesn't love test cricket, I don't know what to say. Test cricket is amazing. The fact that you can still have every result on the table going into the last over of the last session of the last day in a five-day test match is proper sport. It's 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 bigger than any any sort of film script, isn't it, sometimes, yeah. uh, with what could happen. This one was something else, wasn't it? There's nothing better than that photo of the last ball or the last over with everyone round the bat. It's, again, good old club cricket, isn't it? When you used to, just when you're playing win-lose cricket yeah, or the draw cricket and everyone's round the bat at the last one. Someone that's never stood anywhere close to a batsman or batter um, is under the lid, aren't they? <laughs> everyone's sniffing, getting as close as possible for that last wicket. It was fantastic. Um, they're trying to grow the game. Uh, just going to divert a little bit. The ladies in the 100, they're still all the first games, the preview, the warm-up games yeah. for the men. You're not growing the game by doing that. Get them on as the uh, as the top, top billing act on some of those days. Test cricket, line more up. There is talk about an England-South Africa test match. I don't know if it's been confirmed or not, but there was talk about it. That's it. Sort it yourselves, honestly. Whether it's the players, whether it's the coaches, make some phone calls yourself. Try and schedule in some more test match cricket because this is what we need to see. We don't need to see them in the pyjamas all the time, uh, smacking a white ball around. Red Bull cricket, grow the game that way. Grow the game, long live test cricket. Uh, Mickey Arthurich. Mickey Arthur is turning up at Derbyshire to be the head coach okay. for the upcoming season. Former South Africa, Australia, Pakistan, Sri Lanka coach. Could this mm. be an absolute game changer for Derbyshire who have been on the bottom end of the county championship table for many a year? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think there's, I mean, there's been quite a lot of coaching change, hasn't there? Mickey Arthur. He's exceptional. He's, got, he's done it all over the world, hasn't he? So why would he not be successful? And those sort of counties that the likes of um, Kevin Peterson and uh, Agnew and others want to just basically get rid of. Um, so, you know, get them strong, build them up. They, they make some good signs every year. But, you know, it's a tough job, isn't it, a place like uh, Dobbshire? It really is a tough job. Uh, but other coaches popping up as well, aren't they? You know, Richard Johnson, Middlesex, he's a first-team coach. Um, who's the other one we've had recently? I forget. Get his name was it Yorkshire? I'm oh, sorry, but uh, uh, John Tis Gibson at Yorkshire. Yeah, that's the one I want to talk about. That's a quality. That is a yeah. proper, uh, proper um, um, appointment. I think that's absolutely cracker. And also Gareth Batty, sorry, interim head coach as well. So lots of new uh, new men at the helm. 
Uh, Cricket World Cup under-19s going on. One-day international cricket for those guys. Afghanistan versus England. Australia versus India in the semi-final. England going to win the competition, Rich? I mean, it'd be great, wouldn't it? It'd be absolutely great. We we want a fast track towards some of these young players being good enough and having all the experience to go and play at the top level as quick as possible. And if if England can go and go through a series, win a series, win a, not series, sorry, win a competition, what an amazing experience that is. What an amazing experience. So, yes, it would be absolutely fantastic. I think they play, don't they, in about three hours from when we're recording semi-final against Afghanistan. So, again, good luck to them. I, I don't. I couldn't tell you who's who's, who's um, caught my eye because I've hardly seen a thing of it. Uh, but there's some good performers so far, isn't it? Is it Tom Prest? Yeah, um, Tom Prest is in class. Yeah, second leading run scorer behind a, a, a D. Brevis. Uh, he is exceptional. He is exceptional. I need to watch. I need to get caught up on some of this. I'm going to watch some highlights of this soon. I'm going to try and catch a bit of the game today, and I've got a bit of time on my hands. So. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Let's go. Last question, Rich. We're way over five minutes. Oh, my God. I thought we were. This was going on forever. <laughs> Tim Bresnan, immediate retirement from the game. 142 times he's been capped by England across multi-formats, 23 test matches. Ashes winning Tim Bresnan uh, in 2010-11 and 2013. Big Bash winning Tim Bresnan with the Perth uh, Scorchers. Won the championship with Yorkshire. Won the championship with Warwickshire this past season as captain. He said time's up on his body, mate. Um, mm. thoughts on Tim Bresnan yeah he said that the head's willing uh, but the body is not he's, he's done it right way around hasn't he he's, he's turned up at nets um, I'm sure everyone hits that point at some point I just don't turn up at nets until quite late <laughs> these days um, but he's, he's done that thing hasn't he he's turned up at nets and he's just like I can't I can't do what I want to do anymore yeah. um, he's, had a, he's had a little bit of a rough winter uh, obviously he's, he, he was part of the fallout from the whole Yorkshire culture it's not about individuals, the whole thing with Adil Rashid and Yorkshire. It was always about the whole culture at that county. Bresnan was part of that culture and he, he, he's got a little bit um, uh, splattered, hasn't he, by, uh, by what's been going on there. So obviously, you know, I would hope that he can work his way back a little bit reputation-wise. But as a player, fantastic. He will always be part of uh, a love for me because he was part of that 2010-11 Ashes team. That's my England team, um, and he was uh, he was a great part of that. Give us some joy on Boxing Day, which uh, if you've ever been to an MCG Boxing Day game, you'll get it hopefully. Uh, but that's that's the funniest day of cricket you can possibly have, especially when you bowl Australia out from ninety eight. Nicely done, and that is five good minutes in seven minutes and thirty five <laughs> seconds, Richard. Right, we need a timer, and I've told you before, we need a buzzer. We do need a buzzer. That's it. Uh, Cut me off. Yeah. Cut me off. Um, now, that is, that is what's going on around the world. And there's a hell of a lot more going on than that. There's the PSL, which has been excellent so far and some real good English performances going on there, guys. So we're going to leave it there. We'll be back probably by the end of the week. We'll have a think about what we're going to talk about next. I know there's plenty of debate around this England test team. Maybe we could start to look at what we feel might be a really good test team for the West Indies. And wherever you're listening, guys, as always, please rate, review, subscribe. Any five-star ratings you give with comments will be read out on the podcast. Rich, anything mm. else? No, all good. I think I answered everything for the next pod, didn't I? Just then, you just you gave me everything. I have given you everything. Pressure. We're giving you everything, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>